Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bears on Tap, a podcast about the Chicago Bears presented to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow my co-host, Joey, at Joey Knows Nothing, Mr. Joey Ricotta. Got a funny one this week, man. Uh, don't know if Justin Fields is playing. Know for sure Zach Wilson's not playing. Uh, but how are you doing, my guy, on this holiday week? Doing good, yeah. I mean, it's holiday week, so I guess you can't complain. There's a lot of news coming down from Hallis Hall, it feels like, this week. Um, after the stuff that we witnessed on Sunday, where Justin Fields was basically hung out to dry and forced to run uh, right after injuring himself. Very interesting uh you know, press conferences that we heard today, too, uh, with Fields and Eberflus. So, I don't know. We'll talk about it all. But, yeah, man, I'm ready for tomorrow. Need some turkey. I kind of grew up spoiled, man. Like, I grew up with a lot of food at every single holiday, just overserved, overloaded, passing out on the couch. Um, pretty much just like this last Sunday when I was, you know, the gargantuan subs. But, you know, hopefully, but this time, you know, with – Thanksgiving, like, dude, I will absolutely be passing out, um, watching some football. It happens every year. And then I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, did my bets win? Um, but that's pretty much the case because the Bears aren't playing this year, which um, they're going to be playing, obviously, Sunday. So, yeah, man, I'm doing good, though. That was a very long intro of me. You just asking me how I'm doing. How are you doing, B-Don? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I mean – you doing? Weird game, though, like, right, Justin Fields, the injury towards the end of the game, a little bit of irresponsible coaching by Luke Getzey to just play the let's run Justin into Sam Mustafer's asshole play like three times after he was already dead. But it happened. Uh, Justin is a warrior. But honestly, dude, like, I don't – I know what we've seen from Justin Fields. I know there is more room for him to improve, right? Obviously, there's always room to improve. But – there's no rush for me to see him in this game. Like, if we have to see Trevor Simeon this weekend, that's fine. I don't think that – maybe the Jets' offense just isn't really that good. I don't know. Like, Zach Wilson obviously hasn't performed that well this season. And then on top of all that, like, he's just a little whiny little brat about it. And he's like, well, yeah, I, get, I mean, it's not really my fault. Like, you have to – accept blame even even if you're just in a press conference like and you're just that's the answer that everyone wants to hear dude is if you make it sound genuine enough like maybe we'll believe but no accountability yeah to just not have an accountability buddy like he should be the kansas city chiefs backup with matt fucking Nagy because in the nfl you have to be accountable for the shit that you do and i mean as much as it is a physical game and you have to be in tip-top shape you have to be up there knowledge-wise. You can't be out there making dumb plays. Like, if you're in the wrong spot all the time, what good are you? You know what I'm saying? So if you're not making good throws, if you're not developing that rapport and whatever you want to call it with your receivers and stuff, like, it is an uphill battle. And honestly, the thing that I said earlier, and it was pretty meatball of me, but I think that this was under the assumption that Fields does play that the Jets just absolutely do not want to see Justin Fields and Zach Wilson on the same field at the same time because scouts will be fight Like, scouts' key cards, they'll go to the elevator to, like, go down at halftime or whatever. Not working anymore. Like, motherfuckers will be fired on site because people forget that, you know, remember, we talked about it all in the draft process leading up to the draft, that Fields was always the number two guy, maybe sometimes even number one, and then all of a sudden he slides down to – 
to people were mocking him to the fucking Patriots at 15. And he obviously didn't yep. get there. But Justin Fields right now is either one or two if you redraft that. And the Jets have to be kicking themselves because with the team that they have in the position that they're in, they would have definitely won a couple more. They probably could have beaten the Patriots uh, as Justin Fields knows how to do that. And they would have won maybe another close game here or there in the season. But instead, Zach Wilson has curled up into the field position, is refusing any blame, and just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He just blah, like literally Zach blah, yeah. Wilson. Dude, he's he's kind of what we thought, right? Like not necessarily <laughs> like kind of what we, we thought. thought. Yeah, like, he is who we thought he was, like potential to be really good. Obviously, you know, he's got traits. He's got – there's talent in there. But, like, obviously the, the footwork needs major improvement. He's missing guys wide open, just streaking free like Denzel Mims right down the seam or running a post route. Like, bro, he just does not look good. And if you, you're not – you're going to sit there on a podium after a game and say you don't feel bad. Basically, you just said no. Like – you know, the offense doesn't owe the defense anything pretty much. Now, there was another report that came out. I don't know if you saw this beat on like a couple hours ago. Um, somebody said something about uh, – I'm going to paraphrase the the report, but basically that he got a text from his dad or he was texting with his dad and he didn't realize what he said um, during that post-game interview. So now it sounds like this is kind of a humbling experience for him, maybe, like – We'll see Zach Wilson, like how you respond to this. I mean, like, Listen, I don't know. Man, you're talking about Zach Wilson that probably grew up in a million dollar home, had the PlayStation in the back of the seat, you know, in the back of the Escalade, was in all the right programs growing up and going to all the camps and all that shit. Like, no shot. Zach Wilson is probably, I mean, he's probably having conversations right now with his circle. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, I got drafted second in the draft, and this is what's happening already. Like, you know what I'm saying? And who was it over there earlier in the season? Elijah Moore, I think, uh, the receiver. Yeah. Is that the one that was kind of like, yo, I need to get the heck out of here? I think there's been a lot of talk about them potentially trading him, yeah. A lot of weird stuff has happened in the NFL this week. Daryl Henderson got released. Don't understand that, like. There's been weird things happening. Yeah, with Cam Akers not being good. And isn't he – is he still out right now? What's up with Cam Akers? I don't even know. But the way the rosters have been handled recently has been weird with teams. Like uh, Melvin Gordon got released. That's another one where it's like oh, – So he's not out. Akers <clears throat> doesn't look like. but they, they both hated each other. But, dude – I wouldn't hate to think about it like this too with with Herbert out. Bring in one of those one of those guys for a little rental, a little, little Melvin Gordon action for like four weeks. I mean, he's been pretty decent, like in the receiving game for the Broncos. He was just Broncos. in the he was just in the wrong team, dude. And I he's heard still that. Like, he's a vet, man. Like he knows how to. Like, dude, we're we're gonna walk into this game. We haven't even started previewing the actual game yet, but like, well, yeah, there's a lot of just BS surrounding this game because we don't even know if he had fields this week, you know? Yeah, that's why it's like it's really tough to like analyze this shit. But like, looking welcome, at welcome to my life of covering NIU <laughs> this year, and I like I, you know what I'm saying? I know the fuck the quarterback. It's just I, 
I don't know who plays until I get out there. At least for the last few weeks, I've known because he finally called the season. But yeah, dude, trying to figure out who's going to play when you don't have any actual real sources in the organization is like. Yeah, you might as well just give up trying. Like, there's actually no point to trying to. I mean, like we can tell who's like the what the depth chart looks like, right? Like we can pretty much go next man up. Like this should be another big money game. We can do that. We can say that it's going to be another big money game. But like you said, you know, maybe it makes sense to kind of look elsewhere at other positions. Like, dude, Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, those guys dealing with concussions. Like, what's going on with the secondary this week? Like, we're, we're not going to really know until how the snaps play I did, out. Really. Yeah, I, I did just see that today, too. So it's like this game. Like, are they out, or are we waiting on, like, them being cleared for All right, so I, have it, I, I have it pulled up right now. So, they're both BMPs today. Uh, Sterling Weatherford, who it's a new one. Never heard of him. His, yeah, this guy is. <laughs> oh, he, he actually laid somebody out in, like, a special teams hit. I remember was, earlier in the year. Yeah, I don't know if I know who that is. I mean, he doesn't seem like a real person, but I – Injury reports staple Dan Cruikshank full participant. Justin Fields limited. Kevin Jenkins full. And then on the other side, Sheldon Rankins and Kenny Yaboya uh, were BMPs. And then full participant Corey Davis. Limited participant Quincy Williams, Nate Herbig, Sauce, and Dwayne Brown. And if you don't know who Sauce is, like, come on. Bro. Bro. <laughs> That's a legit corner, man. Legit. Well, and he's got a he's got a fucking badass name. Let's if, be uh, if I had the name Sauce, like I feel like I should have the name Sauce, but you know, like neither here nor there. Pizza Sauce, Pasta Sauce. If uh, if TDT plays, if Touchdown Trevor plays, if there was a way to hammer like a Sauce anytime interception, probably a safe bet. Probably a safe emotional hedge because it's just gonna happen. Can we find an anytime touchdown too? If you're that sick, I mean, I'm sure I'm like points bet you could probably request it, but <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, wow, I just realized my mic was literally 45 miles away from me. Sorry if I'm not loud enough, but we could probably deal with one episode if not extremely screaming beat on. But, no, no, we want screaming beat on. Like, well, I don't know, are you just like too chilled out because like Thanksgiving is tomorrow and you're just like, it's my I'm favorite about to holiday. Cram my face and I don't give a fuck right now. Like, you're it's, already tired. It's my favorite holiday by far. Like, it's incredible. It's food, football, family. The three, the three apps, dude. I feel like Russell Wilson. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw like maybe it was a troll tweet that Melvin Gordon that may have played a little bit of future in the locker room after a game. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I I believe it. Fuck it, I believe it. <laughs> Oh, that should have me cracking up. But, yeah, on our front, man, a lot of guys that are not looking like they're going to play because – Dude, I would have played future in on the airplane if I saw Russell Wilson right. doing what he was doing on the right. airplane. But, like, right, go ahead. For our, for our side of things, injury-wise, right, Kyler Gordon and Brisker being out, pretty substantial. Uh, Jaquan Brisker's probably plenty – I'm not saying he is a top five safety in the NFL by no means, but individual season in current like playing form, maybe having like a top five, top 10 safety season this year. 
That's not too far-fetched to say the way he's been playing. And, and you also throw into the fact that he's a rookie. Like, it is what it is. I, I know it's probably going to be a little biased, but it's it's coming from me. But I still think that we've seen everything that we've needed to see from him. Kyler Gordon's not on that same level, but at the end of the day, like, we, yeah, Zach Wilson is a bum. I like that. We still need that that same energy from Kyler Gordon that we're getting from Jaquan Brisker. And I don't know. I just feel that if we don't have those two guys, I I usually am worried about our secondary just based off of it having rookies in it. But and then, too, it's like Jalen Johnson can only be perfect for so long before he gets beat. But it's going to come down to the Jimmy's and Joe's, dude. Like, what are we going to try it out there? Bro, they have playmakers, like legit playmakers. They just don't have anyone to get the ball to them. Like between, you know, Mims, not maybe not being as good as people thought when he came out. Like he was, I remember he was like a really late riser in that draft. Like nobody really thought that he was going to be, I think it was like the senior bowl that really like set him up. Baylor, right? Mims? No, where, where did he go to school? Um We'll have to look that up because I, I feel like it was a smaller school than that, but I could be wrong. Is that Denzel um, Mims? Yeah, Denzel Mims. Yeah. Um, let's see. Was it Baylor? I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, it was Baylor. You're right. Yeah. But, like, nobody really thought, like, he was a top pick. Bro, he got yeah. six catches this year. Yeah, I mean, like, they can't get him the ball and they can't get um, – Elijah Moore the ball. Elijah Moore they can't get – Corey Davis has been, I think, hurt a lot. But um, Garrett Wilson's a beast, dude. Like, Garrett Wilson obviously fields his old teammate at OSU. Um, he's been getting open. Like, he looks pretty damn good. Let me and, find out. Let me find out Braxton Berrios leads the team in receptions. <laughs> that, was that, that was that one magical slot game that he had. Remember nah, that? Nah, nah, nah. He's only got 12 on the year. But, dude, yeah, like, just putrid numbers. Like, they don't have – if you look at all their receivers right now, even though they, they, you could probably say like Wilson's probably the one. Nobody sticks out. Like, but bro, watch this be the game where Mike White comes in there, and it's just check down city. He's finding slinging it around the yard without Kyler Gordon and Jaquan. Oh, fucking Mike White's such a like. I just started Madden and I just got tired and didn't want to put like my name in, and that's the name that you start with and create a player like. No, he's he's the guy that you put at quarterback when you are simulating a season and you want the top overall pick. That's, That's the guy that you put at quarterback. See, I'm a I'm a lunch bell guy, man. I'll only sim the season when the season's already like like if I'm cooked. Like if if I'm oh, I'm never I'm, cooked. I have to just simulate it then. Yeah, I don't know. I need uh, and I need I need that new NCAA game. They're playing with my emotions, making us. Yeah, I know. Why are they making us wait on that shit? What the fuck's going on, man? And get your shit together, EA Sports. They've been making the Maddens worse. And then not only that, but they have the NCAA game that has supposed to have been come out. What was it supposed to come out? Like earlier this year, right? It was supposed to come out. This year, then next year, and now 2024. That's bullshit. Yeah, Mike White, too, man. Like, Mike White, um, let's see, how many games did he play last year? He had four, four, five, right? four games last year, five touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, dude, he had but four. But listen, four you got a game against Buffalo. Like, you gotta, you gotta basically start his interception number at like plus one and a half because he plays for the Jets. Like he had eight interceptions, 
But I'm sure one or two of those were just some Jets bullshit. Like, you're only sticking up for them because you bet on them in the, in the for the Bengals game. That's the only reason why you're sticking up for them right now. Because you, he was a dog in that game. Probably you were, no one was expecting. We started to, talking about Mike White like, before the show, and I'm like, yeah, he's a dog. You're like, I'm big bright in this shit. He's beating. He, I'm taking the money line. What he's beating it, the Bengals. What did it do to the line? Because I think we were like four and a half before the game. Or before these, before like any of this news came out, like Fields or White or any of that. Um, the line, yeah, it was. I think it was four, four and a half. Um, actually, I think when lines came out, I could be one hundred percent wrong about this, but I feel like it was three and a half. Dude, it's six. It's six. It's six now. Yeah. The Mike White effect. I'm sorry, but like Mike White aside, um, I know this defense is really good. Like we'll talk about the defense here in a second, but like. Just from a strictly gambling point of view, like the Bears could probably cover this spread. I know Trevor Simeon probably. I would this like is to not see financial advice, though. and we don't normally say this, but if you're going to take it, take it now because if Fields gets announced, that's three, three and a half all day. All right, so here's the other part of it. But if Fields doesn't play, we might be getting jammed. Yeah, we're probably going to be. Fu- I mean, like, let's think about <laughs> this for a second. Let's think about this for a second. You got Quinn and Williams. One of the absolute best defensive tackles in the game. Like he's a he's a dog. You want to talk about Mike White, Mitch White? I don't even know what his name is. Yeah. Him being a dog. Quinn and Williams, dude. One of the top he's the That's the guy that said getter. that said bless me after he sneezed, remember? Bro. But I mean he's he's just blessed at everything, bro. Like this dude. Like imagine Schofield. I know he's probably gonna be on the white hair side between him and Mustafer. But, like, imagine Mustafer trying to stop Quinn and Williams this week with Trevor Simeon under center. Listen, man, I saw some pretty pretty nasty stuff about Sam Mustafer on Twitter today, man. Y'all got to leave that man alone. Uh-oh, that thread? <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Not going to say whose thread it was or the, what was in the thread, but, like, come on. Let's, uh, hey, listen, don't change the subject, all right? Mustafer's been fucking bad. We didn't make the thread, so we could talk all the shit we want about how he's been playing. That that thread is horrible, though, let's be honest. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, players are people, too. And uh, unless you're Charles Leno, that shit's just not going to fly. No, yeah, that's that's a bullshit thread. I don't know who, I don't know who created it, but... Um, I like this one, too. You didn't put this one up from Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, how you doing? Zach Wilson's Ryan Leaf 2.0. I kind of agree, man. Maybe minus the jail yeah. sentence. Minus the jail sentence. Yeah, minus all that shit. Um, no, we'll have to see. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, how this game is going to play out because we just there's so much unknown. Where is he even going to be active, or is it going to be Joe Flacco as a backup for Mike White? Like. And then him just not even active. Because I feel like they're really trying to teach him a lesson here. Dude, I was hoping it was Joe Flacco. As someone who was, like, still at a very impressionable age when Joe Flacco was elite. Yeah, I said it. Um, Because they still had, like, that defense, bro. They still had, like, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Maybe they were on the downside of their career. But Flacco has always just been a guy that, like, it, it never makes sense how you'll look at his stats at the end of the game. You're like 309 yards, two touchdowns. Where the fuck did this come from? He's just a slinger, dude. He's just a gamer. And at this point in his career, he understands that he's on borrowed time. So I think like 
as crazy as this sounds, it's kind of like that Ryan Fitzpatrick effect where it's just like fucking someone's down there ball, right? That's what Taylor Heineke's doing right now with Terry McLaurin. They're making sure. Listen, I love a quarterback that's like, look, at I am already on borrowed time. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to let it all ride. It's kind of like a Brett Favre-ish approach. I know it's the Bears on tap, but that's like the style of play where it's just like gunslinger, aggressive, like going to take those shots. I don't know if they bring Flacco in uh, against the Bears defense that we don't you know, see him look like Baltimore Ravens Joe Flacco because our defense is awful. So I don't think it really takes much. Like Mike White could probably carve us if he really tried. There's a couple games in that game log last year that he definitely had 300 yards. Yeah, and maybe well, especially that well the four hundred yard game. Maybe yeah, just I know, he had, I know he had one crazy game in there because everyone was sucking him dry on social media after I forgot which one exactly it was. What was this what's that guy's handle that was doing that? Was it at beat on three hundred? Was that the guy sucking him dry? No. No. No, no. Uh, well, anyways, I just I just thought I'd ask. Um no man, like I kinda this game is crazy. Like I want the Bears to sit fields. I didn't like – I don't know if you saw the press conference is today with Fluce and Fields talking to the media. I didn't like what Fluce was saying. Like we're – you know, I know it's a lot of gamesmanship where he's like trying to keep um, like a competitive advantage against the opponent where he doesn't want to – because it's a big difference. The offensive system, the style that you're going to play – with a fields. lot of our yards and drives that we've scored points on this year have been a direct result of Justin Fields being the fastest player on the field. And with, exactly. with Trevor Simeon, that is immediately it just It's not even similar at all. Like He's going to be the pocket guy, and he's going to sit back there. The offense is basically going to become what it was the first, what, three weeks of the season, four weeks of the season? Like Just sit back there, try to throw it. People aren't going to catch it. And you're going to have no time to throw. Yeah, I'm sorry. Trevor Simeon could be the sacrificial lamb this week. Like, and and as uh, Harry Carey would pronounce, mispronounce his name a certain way. Like, you know, we can pretty much like, like Fukudome. Like, he probably would have said, you know, fuck you, do me. Um, Trevor Simeon's name would have got mispronounced a certain way. Not going to say that here on the podcast, but um, he might be a sacrificial lamb this week. Let's just say that. Like, he's. Well, dude. Even at this point in the season where it's like, if there is any glimmer of doubt that Fields can play, we have nothing to fucking play for. Nothing. Get three and eight. Three and eight. We have the number three pick right now. That's great. Dude, at this point, tear it all down. Give us the number one pick, and we'll trade right back out. We don't need the number one pick because we don't need a quarterback. I would try to trade back twice. You give me the number one overall pick, trade back to the third spot, third trade spot, back to the seventh like spot. Eight. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Let's get creative. You know how we do you know how we always do those like mocks in the offseason where we're just trading back five hundred times to see how many picks we can stockpile? This team needs a creative, you know, type of thing here with the draft where we're like trading back five hundred times like it's Madden or like it's a mock, like PFF mock draft. Um I don't know, man. Have you seen how James Robinson's been doing since he got up there? I don't think it's been very pretty, but they're also not really using him as much, I don't think. I think Michael Carter's getting a lot of action, too. You're talking about a team that got punt return touchdown for a game. Yeah, bro. They're not doing anything on offense. Like, they're not doing anything on Imagine, bro, you fought your dick off to the fourth quarter to get to, like, a chance to overtime to maybe fight your way off for, like, eight more minutes and hopefully kick a field goal. 
and you're like, okay, well, we didn't convert. Let's just punt it. No, can't even do that. Touchdown. Game can't over. even do that. You're, you're shot. As soon as you kick it, you're shot. Yeah, you're the Qatar goalie, basically, from Sunday. I was listening to, uh, I think it's like, what well, was the Sunday night football on the radio? I was driving around on Sunday, and they play like the highlights of the games throughout the day. You know, like just the the radio calls. But like, yeah, no, the drop-ins from each game. Yeah. And dude, like that announcer, I think it it had to be obviously the Patriots announcer. Lost his mind when they returned that thing for a touchdown. Like you got buzzer beated by a return for a touchdown. Dude, we're in peak. We are in peak. Um like announcer social media clip season once we get more towards like the playoffs and stuff like dude, the baseball ones were giving me chills like towards the end of baseball season but we'll probably get some good ones from the world cup to be honest just based off like moments alone but yeah i think there's something that could be said about yeah go well for but for football specifically right because football is the only sport that we consume in any well, okay, maybe I'll just I'll just speak Americans. I don't know what they what type of broadcast teams they have across seas. But as far as you know, America goes right. Like the Cubs, when you watch the Cubs, you have Boog Shambi and and JD. When you watch the Bulls, you have Adam Amin and Stacey King. But when you watch the Bears, you have whoever the fuck they give you that week, right? And even for radio, like that's all the same. But, like, dude, it's, maybe it's just different for us because we got Jeff Joniak. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I love heard, Joniak. I've heard Joniak's voice probably since I was a little kid just calling games. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just something a little bit special and a little bit different about those type of calls when it's when it's the home radio for your team. Because, I mean, dude, you – I don't know. You get some guys that, for whatever reason, it's most of the time when we watch Bears games, especially, like, primetime games like that just like they got the the funny graphics about the bears all the quarterbacks they're just talking shit the whole time it's always the corny shit that we all know is bears and then it's and then it's like even funnier than like the bears will start winning the game and then like their script is completely ruined but yeah give me like that pats game yeah give me joniak calls give me like a like a literal mashup of just like those kind of calls on a video with uh with the video to match, too, those are the ones that are the best, where it's like the radio call uh, synced up to the actual video of the play. Like, that shit is funny. Mm-hmm. But, I love when yeah, they that's do just that. My, the that's just my, too, like, like, nerdy moment right there, just being, like, a sports nerd. But it's not so, even nerdy because you watch those highlights back with the radio. Like, they do it with Pat Hughes, too, and he doesn't obviously call many of the TV. Like, sometimes they borrow them, like, this past season. Yeah. They used them, like, on some of the TV broadcasts when – uh, Boog, Shiambi, Sh- when he couldn't be on it, but that's like why they, I liked in the preseason we had a mean and Jim Miller, like it was just constant. Jim, yeah, I mean Jim Miller, dude, like the preseason games, they need NFL needs to do a better job of. They need to bring in the home. You should really have your own home announcers for NFL broadcasts. Like, yes, do it nationally too. Like have a national broadcast. But also allow the announcers. Like, how hard is it to have the same exact broadcast, but like a regional broadcast with, you know, the home crowd? Well, they have to. They have to. I know it's hard because most of it's regional. They have to be able to do it though because they do like Spanish broadcasts and shit. I mean, it's it's definitely possible. I just 
I just don't know how much effort they want to put into doing that. Cause I know, you know, you're talking about like stepping on toes as far as money, money goes and like rights to everything goes, but like, it could still be a Fox broadcast, right? Like, I don't know. I think it's doable or like whatever it is, CBS, it could still be a CBS well, yeah, broadcast. You, you know, uh, the media conglomerates that are already like billionaires don't give away any of their money, but Fuck no. on the topic of this weekend, man, like, I just want to win a fucking game again, dude. I think it's been like a month and a half since we won a football game. Can't even pinpoint without having to look at the schedule telling you the last time we won. That's how long ago it was. But the Jets are a team that, similar to like when we, when me and Q broke everything down for the Falcons last week, it's like they're not too different than us, man. They're not really like particularly good at anything. They have a couple like flashy players on both sides of the ball that can be impact players and turn a game on its head. But when I look at this team, I don't see a guy that I'm, you know, truly scared of in the receiver room, especially with Mike White. One thing to keep an eye on is I think that some of those lower end guys, like the Corey Davises and the guys that are like wide receiver three, wide receiver four that maybe have more work with Mike White might see a higher workload this week. You always see that, you know, when a guy yeah, comes, true, up yeah. off, up, comes up off like the second string or whatever, he works with the – he ain't working with Terrell Owens and Randy Moss, dude. He's working with fucking Dane Sonsenbach and shit. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, you got your your uh, your Des White in there. Well, Des White was actually kind of a starter for a while, so that was actually a pretty bad reference. But um, – who am I even thinking of at this point? Yeah, Dane Sonsenbacher, backup wide receivers. Who was the one that we had forever? Tanner Gentry. Remember him, man? Tanner Gentry, yeah. He was, I feel like he was like a preseason legend. Um, the him, are always known for the preseason legends, brother. Preseason legend. Wasn't there uh, not Golden, Golden St. Brown or something? Go, not St. Brown. I'm thinking of Equinemius for some reason, St. Brown, but uh, there was like a Golden, like. Last name Golden or something. We'll have to look that up. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I think this, like you said, the weapons don't really scare me all that much other than um, Garrett Wilson, I think, is very talented. Just needs somebody to throw him the ball. But, like, with the secondary, like, that's where it could be scary. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I I know you're a big fan of probably the, the Baldy breakdowns. Like, I was watching uh, a Baldy breakdown on the Jets, too for defense, what they do defensively. And they pretty much, like, ever since Quinn and Williams, like, blew up on the sideline at a coach, he they've basically been, like, dropping seven into coverage and just not even blitzing, like, at all and just sticking with their front four. And that's how they've been just, like, murdering people. But, like, if you look at even, like, the PFF grades, they are the most, like, polar opposite team you could even think of. Well, obviously they're crushing with the front four with Quentin Williams and uh, like some of these other guys, um, Bryce Huff, you know Franklin Myers on the edge, um, and then you got great cornerback Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed Jr. But like the PFF grades, dude. Just we only use PFF when it's like we have like selective PFF grade hearing. I feel like um, so we only use it when we really want to. And we feel it like it's an, an advantage. It's a benefit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it goes against our narrative, fuck them. But yeah, fuck them. But right now it's like it fits the narrative, so I'm gonna use it. Um the Jets are 15th overall for just overall grade, 32nd on offense, first on defense. 
It's like if they're polar opposite, man. They are Wait, so they're polar opposite. Well, yeah, we definitely we're definitely out of the basement of the NFL with the offensive outputs that we've seen recently. But crack them, yeah, yeah, you heard that. Crack them, yeah. I'm just hammering the Gatorade, getting my body ready. It's a night before Thanksgiving, dude. I'm fucking drinking now. I'm gonna eat tomorrow. I'm gonna drink tomorrow. Oh no, dude, I'm not leaving any beers on the table tomorrow. Trust me. Just trust me. I don't know how many I can actually plan if I'm eating. Beach blonde right there. Is that what that is? No, this is a Yingling. Well, it is a it's a golden pilsner. Oh yeah, you can see that. You're such a pencil man. You're a fucking user, dude. Bro, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Let well, me tell you, the Yingling. You see the sign? Yeah, come on. Yingling, Yingling twins. Yingling. Um, <laughs> you might have to do a beer review on that, and maybe I'll try it. But oh yeah, yeah. I think you that... have to try it to actually do a beer review, unless you're just saying you're going to rely on my beer review. No, I'll try it. I'll try it, but. I do think that this game this week is going to be one of the ugly ones. Also, keep in mind, playing this game at MetLife, so um, someone will probably get hurt this weekend because that is literally the worst field in the NFL, and it snatches someone's ankle or whatever literally every week. And the players, I know I know, like a week or two we were talking about how the players have been complaining about uh, playing conditions on the fields and how the fields haven't been in good shape or whatever. MetLife is the perfect example of that. And uh, we never usually have this as something that we say because I think it goes without being said. But let's, let's knock on wood and hope everyone gets back on the plane the same way they got there. Because that's uh, one of those non-contact injury places where obviously you're already playing football. Football is hard to sell, right? Like it's hard to just not get hurt in general. It's another soldier field basically, but yeah. worse. Well, yeah, if they play at soldier field, I thought I forgot about that. They can pretty much play anywhere. But, yeah, I think this is a game where limited possessions uh, – it's going to be a short, shortened game. I know, like, the over-under is, like, 38 or something. I think it's going to be a game. Where, you go down that low? Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a game with extremely funny offensive possessions. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. It might not be 38, but it, it's going to be – I know it's lower, though. It's going to be some gross, gross football, dude. Like, even if Fields play, is not going to be 100%. So – You know, have 38 and a half right now. Pretty limited in that aspect. So, it's like, just find a way – to finish off drives, you need your receivers and you need you need Cole Komet. And if it's Ebner that gets the touches or whoever it may be out of the backfield that's that's you know coming out of out when or coming out on the field when Montgomery comes out because he can't get all the carries. Like he could if we wanted him to, but for whatever reason they just simply refuse. Um, I the hard so. part is, dude, he's probably gonna have to be in there for a lot of blocking this week because like. Abner is just his, his clock clean, yeah. Bro, they're a top they're a top pass rushing unit. Like Abner just being <laughs> out there getting fucking waxed, dude. But um one person that I do know that would immediately help out, and they did work him out this weekend, a very close friend of mine, Clint Rakovich, the rat dog from uh, NIU worked out for the Bears this week. Uh no word on if he was able to sign a contract. I know he works out with the Texans later this week, but even dude, even if it's a stopgap, even if it's let's put them on the roster for this four weeks and then let's throw them on the practice squad after. Obviously, no bias aside, because like I said, he's my guy, uh, friend, friend of the program, and just friend in general. Perfect fucking back for this spot right now, dude. And yeah, he can carry the rock, he can get the ugly yards, but most importantly, he's gonna block. And one thing that we always talk about too, uh. We were talking about it a little bit with, with Joe Flacco, right? 
is a guy on a rookie contract, especially a contract like that, emptying the clip every day and twice on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all effort, dude. All yeah. effort. So I know that's a lot of bias speaking, but realistically, it does make sense at this point of the season, maybe to bring him in as a blocking back or something like that. And if you give him three, four, five carries a game, I, I still expect him to get three, four yards pop because I just that's just all I know from him. But yeah, even like we talked about a little bit earlier, dude, like Melvin what Gordon. Was- Melvin what was Gordon the story or, with uh, Rakovich though? Was he did he get hurt like while uh, he, tore his, he tore his ACL working out for the Packers? That's right. Okay, yeah, I knew he was. Yeah. It was like a serious injury. He's dude, he's back already though. That's he's not a human being, bro. He's literally he's that's impressive. Yeah, he's literally like he's a beast. I don't know. It's hard to explain it. Obviously, uh, with my NIU bias, like people are probably just like, all right, pipe down. But if not him, don't hate Daryl Henderson. Wanted Daryl Henderson to be a bear when we went through that draft and we eventually took Monty, which actually worked out. But how funny would it be if three years later we could have them both? And honestly, that would be kind of crazy. I, you, I'm not gonna lie though, I wanted Montgomery, but if you, well, yeah, if you made me pick between Henderson and Gordon, dude, I'm taking probably Henderson to be honest. Well, I'm probably taking Clint, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't pack. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's younger. I don't know what else to say. Uh, he might actually, he might actually be cool upside there. You know, he, he might actually be older than Daryl Henderson, but um, <laughs> yeah, dude, find a way to win a football game, please. Because even though I said earlier, like let's tank for my sanity, dude. It's like we get up every Sunday and we're like, okay, is this the day that Chase Claypool? Uh, gets more than two targets. Is this the day that Justin Fields throws for 250 yards? Is this the day that we get that game-winning drive that we want to see from Justin Fields? And while a lot of other smaller and less important and pressing questions are being answered with this season, what we're seeing with Justin Fields and Mooney and Montgomery and Herbert and uh, Brisker and all these guys, but I think we're still missing out on some of the big-picture things. And I know Quentin's talked about us being competitive as early as next year. But the thing that worries me the most about this team is that it's like whether it's the draft or the build through free agency, right? Those teams never mesh well right away. And it's tough. Yeah. So I don't know. It might be a long time before we are talking about like meaningful games and not just like sitting here like, yeah, we have the third draft pick. And if we lose, we have the first draft. Like, I honestly don't remember a time in my Bears fanhood where I've really ever – I don't think we've ever had the number one pick, at least in my lifetime. I don't remember. Was McNown a number one? I'm going to pull it up. I'll give my Jay McNown? Listen, dude, I wasn't even in diapers when I got – I was just walking. Oh, I was – I was. Uh, I forget, like, our age difference between me and you. but I'm like 28. Yeah, so you're, like, he was, four. He was pick number 12 overall. 12 overall, Okay. All I know is he was the biggest fucking bust alive. And if anyone, I know this is like Homer shit. We talk about Cade McNown, but like, if you talk about him compared to a guy like Trubisky, I don't even want to hear about Trubisky being a bust or anything because Cade McNown was God awful. And if you don't remember those days, you don't deserve to talk about anything when it comes to Mitch Trubisky or at least just go, go have like a little lesson. Go watch some film on uh, Cade McNown. There's you YouTube highlights out there. There's tape. There's VHSs out there. Go watch some Cade McNown tape. You'll have uh, a lot of fun 
uh, breaking that down. The weirdest stat that you'll hear maybe in your entire Bears fanhood. So they have only drafted first twice overall, 1941 and 1947. Like, so think yeah, about unprecedented. But territory. Listen, think about all the years that we have just been a shitbag team, right? But not it's shit not bad enough. enough. Yeah, not bad enough to fucking turn it all around. We've just been mired in mediocrity for so many years that we're just used to it at this point. And uh, yeah, I think that's what gives me no hope that we're actually going to get the first or second pick, though. Like it's shit like that, stats like that. But we are going to have a f- between fifth and seventh. Luckily, there. Luckily, there's no lotto ball involved. Luckily, it's just be bad at football and don't trade your picks away. But, Chicago Bulls, like Derrick Rose, luck getting in there. If you start winning some games and then just get the number one overall pick, like no luck involved. But when you look at this game on offense and defense, who, from the limited players that we know for a fact are playing, who do you think uh, is most important in this game? Wow. Um, yeah, I guess that's a really good question because we don't know who the hell is playing for the most Couple. part. Couple of usual suspects are yeah um, definitely probably not playing this weekend. So. It sounds like Tevin has a chance to come back though, right? Well, I never pick him, so Tevin Jenkins. I'm gonna pick him. If you're not gonna pick him, this is the week Tevin Jenkins. Uh, I mean, he's just had a really good season, but if he plays, it's a big upgrade over Michael Schofield. Hopefully, that means that the offensive line will at least know their assignments for the most part and pick up their assignments on like these twist stunts that the Jets like to do and. I mean, dude, the Falcons had have one of the worst pass ru- rushes in the league, and they were able to get home and get to fields regularly without even being touched half the time. So the Jets are a big upgrade over that. They're a top 10 unit, top 5 unit, I believe, in pass rush, um, but top 10 unit overall as far as, like, DVOA goes against the run, against the pass. Like, just a very sound unit. So – you better be able to know you better know your assignments in the pass blocking game and just don't be don't be fucking Sam Mustafer running out into uh like the abyss like it just pick somebody up you see somebody that it looks like it could be your assignment hit them don't avoid it and go to the next guy like please just get a, just get a body on a body pause body on a body yeah no no need to pause pause yourself and hit that body <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen, no. man, people started clipping me, man. I had to throw the pause in there. There's that one guy who quit my Valus Jones shit, so. Ah, fuck them. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. Um, yeah. But, dude. All right, what about defense? Who you got on defense? Yeah, so I guess Tevin was my pick. Yeah. Um, defense, man, 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 man. That's actually tough, too, because we don't know if Brisker or Gordon's no, going to be out there. Gordon. Most likely not. So I'm gonna no, go ahead and no, go with uh, no Sterling Weatherford. Yeah, no Sterling Weather. I don't think he's getting meaningful snaps on uh, the defensive unit, but you never know. Um, we got three dudes out right now with a concussion. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And then uh, Lucas Patrick got put on the IR too. I don't know if we mentioned him earlier, but um, yeah. so he won't be taking Mustafer's spot anytime soon. It doesn't sound like. So, um, yeah, but I defense, I think a big play needs to be made by Eddie Jackson if they have any chance at all 
to win this game. He's going to have to pick off Mike White, Mitch White, made up name White, quarterback, uh, you know, Grand, number Grand, whatever Grand, number he is, Northwestern guy. Grand Theft Auto character. Yeah, actually, Trevor Simeon's the Northwestern guy. Whatever. Mike White is getting picked off by Eddie Jackson. That's my defensive player of the game. Yeah, also, too, I know I didn't mention this earlier in the show, but I saw Roquan smile again. Roquan smiled again? Did you see him smile again? He no smiled. way. Dude, I didn't even know that was possible. Uh, yeah, the caption on the picture said Edgar Allen Rowe. <laughs> so... Just a beautiful. We've always been a big Roquan Smith podcast, and I saw that today. And in turn, it made me smile because that's we're our. Bad, we're a bad organization, and we made the most smiley man not smile anymore. But if you just tuned in, you're probably like, "What the fuck?" But yeah, Ro- Roquan Smith did smile again for the first time probably all season. But that's newsworthy. I think Rappaport actually reported that too. On offense, for me. Uh, I think it's pretty easy, right? Like, this is going to be a game that we're going to look to play keep away in. We're going to look to have long, sustained drives. And with the rushing yards not coming from uh, Trevor Simeon, they're really only going to come from one man, and they're going to come in a bunch. And I think that Monty goes over, like, 125 – I would say he goes over 125 total yards because I think, obviously, you have to account for the fact that he'll have a couple of receptions in there, maybe, like, 25 yards through the air. But I think that Monty controls really our destiny out there on Sunday as the one guy on that offense that doesn't have to depend on is the line. Well, you don't necessarily have to depend on if the line can block because he breaks tackles. But it, it would be nice if they could block for him. But he doesn't need to worry about timing issues with Trevor Simeon because this is his first start or – uh, Justin Fields with a bum shoulder, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, put the ball in my gut let me go. And fucking love Monty. Hope he could be a bear for life. But we need him really, really big on Sunday, too, in order to win this game. And then on defense, for me, uh, this is tough, but I think I'll stay in the secondary. I think I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson. I think mm-hmm. that if Eddie Jackson's not the guy that creates a turnover, it's going to be Jalen. Uh I was about to say Mitch White too. Mike White is an is an aggressive quarterback, right? Why do we Why do we keep wanting to say Mitch? I don't understand. It's coming from somewhere. I don't know where it's coming from. Mitch, but that's it. The thing that I'll say is, man, is he will go out there and be aggressive. And right now, too, for him, this is like a tryout, right? These games when these when these backup quarterbacks come in, they're some of my favorite games to bet on, to be honest. But. You get a guy that's coming in hungry, and he's like, "I may this may be my only opportunity to start a football game this year. I got to leave it all out there. And I think that we're going to need the secondary to step up big time, but we need it most from our two leaders in that secondary, which is Jalen Johnson and, like you said, Eddie Jackson. What do you think for score prediction? This is where I think it gets interesting. Because I can see – I could see the game getting cracked and it ended up and it end up being like a crazy high score because like sometimes that'll just happen, right? But then I could also see like three defensive touchdowns and bullshit. Yeah, because dude, there's gonna be chaos. There's definitely gonna be chaos with two backups quarterbacks playing. I I'm gonna say oh, I don't man, I don't know. I don't know what the weather's like. Do have we looked at the weather at all? Like I feel like that matters out there on the East Coast with the snow they just had too. I haven't looked um, yet, no. They had like 80 inches last time. I mean, it's a play? different part, but Meadowlands. Yeah, Meadowlands. Um or MetLife Stadium, I think they call it. But 
Um, oh, fun little fact too: the Jets have not beat the Bears. Dude, it's gonna rain on Sunday, hundred percent. Oh, sloppy jalopy. Let's go. This is gonna sloppy. be the worst game on the whole board, and it's a shortened board too because we got three games tomorrow. There's either, it's either gonna be like massively under, like to the point where it's like Patriots Jets. 10-3, or it's going to be like, this yeah. is the stupidest shit we've ever seen, and somehow it's going to go like, over. Where it's like, even if we went to overtime and each got two field goals and then someone gamed it on the fucking last one, it's still not hitting. Like a field goal, somebody attempts like a 47-yard field goal that they have, they can't even hit for some reason, and it's like returned for a touchdown, like so then, yeah, or Nathan Vasher style. Like. Uh, kicking will probably be an issue then, right? I mean... You never know. It depends how bad. I don't, have, it is, I I don't have the wind on here because it's just like from my phone, but it's. Uh, Are we it's looking like, at under field goal props? Is that what you're talking? I don't know, but it says 100 percent, 100 percent rain, 54 degrees. So just like a, like you said, a sloppy jalopy game. Like this, it's gonna be disgusting. I feel like if the wind, so I don't know. Everybody like the real data scientists, not me. Not you, uh, yeah, not looking right. at this stuff. Like the data scientists will tell you, or like you know the real weather reporters, they'll tell you like between fifteen and twenty miles per hour of winds is like when it starts to impact throwing the ball downfield. So even in the rain, a lot of times like people will look at like rain and snow and be like, oh, it's terrible to throw the ball, but like it might not actually be that bad. As far like footwork wise, it might be bad, and like grip wise, it might be bad, but as far as like cutting it through, it might not be that bad unless it's like fifteen to twenty. So, dude, the, but Jets, it could... the Jets team total is twenty two and a half. I'm taking under. And listen, man, mind you, uh, the last team total that I bet and sent out on my Twitter, we will not talk of because it did not. That shit did not hit. Um, was the Bears? It was Spain. Oh no! That, yeah, under two and a half goals. Fuck you, I tailed that. Dude, they scored a touchdown, bro. After they scored the first one and I saw who scored it, I was like, I'm cutting. But, yeah, dude, uh, six. if it stays at six, I still like six on Sunday. We'll maybe sprinkle the money line. Also, check all your books. They're all giving out a bunch of free shit this week. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. There's not really too much that I like in this game. Uh I will say this, though. I do like Monty to score. I don't care what the odds are. I like that. I don't even think they have them off, bro, because this game is just so good. Yeah, they don't even have the, the scoring props up right now. That's hilarious. When's like, the last even... time? Dude, I know. They don't have – they usually don't have, like, a lot of the different, like, fun props posted sometimes at this point. But, like, when's the last time we've seen the AFC East and the NFC East all have with above 500 records to this point. Like, yeah, dude, the Jets are in last place, and they're like 6-4. and four. Yeah, last place, tied for last place. The Commanders are the only team that's worse out of both the the East divisions, like 6-5, and five, the Commanders. All right, like, this is bizarro world, weird shit. We're going to get sent to the Gulag here in a second because the Bulls, our Chicago Bulls, just beat them, the, the Bucks. They beat them. Oh, yeah, we're getting, we're getting logged off. Yeah, uh, no, but uh, final thoughts. But I, I want to mention – I want to mention one thing, too, before we get out of here. Um, the Jets have not beat the Bears since 2000, and I believe they've only beat them once. Uh, Hold on. I'll at the Meadowlands, Vinny Testaverde was their quarterback in 2000. 
So nine and three all time, the Bears in this all time series. They've only beat them once uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, I should say. But yeah, it was 2000, Vinny Testaverde, whose birthday I think is a day before mine, which is just random and as fucking weird. But yeah, no, I'd mention that. I'm sure that you guys. I'm sure that he's definitely not Italian. And oh yeah, we're related exactly. Yeah, Vinny and Joey, but uh, dude, I saw like that the same semblance of that team down at uh, Memorial Stadium when the Bears were relocated for those few years. I saw, mm-hmm. dude, I saw Randy Moss down there one game. I saw uh, Wayne Corbett, Curtis Martin, Vinny Testaverde. Who the hell else was the other receiver that they had over there on the Jets at that time? Martin. Um, geez, I had I had his poster over here. Uh, Keenan uh, McCardo. Keyshawn Johnson, right? No. Well, it was it was either right after. Key, it might have been Keyshawn or Keenan McCardle. But oh, McCardle was Tampa Bay, wasn't it? Was he on the? Oh, no, yeah, that was Tampa though. That was Tampa. Yeah, I'm wrong. I'm tripping. We just went way off the deep end. But no, there was definitely one other like dog ass receiver that I remember. There was somebody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, they they did have didn't they have Conway for a little bit? They might have or no, been. Curtis Conway, dude. For a while, that was like the best receiver we ever saw as Bears fans. But Conway yeah, was so um, good, dude. I'm reporting live that San Diego is currently in the process of becoming a state. Uh, Ooh, stay tuned tomorrow too, and just in general, there's a lot. No of one knows why we're happy right now at all. Yeah, no, there's a lot of sports going on, um, and just a lot of picks are being put out. Joey's been putting out a lot of picks. Uh, all different sports, and then obviously always tune into uh, the ONTAP Bets show. Um, and then I'll have more World Cup and more football picks out. I'm happy to say that I'm uh, finally plus units in NFL after a long battle of just trying to defeat the Jeff Fisher allegations, and we're at about plus 20 units in college football. So find a way to win a football game. The Bears must do this on Saturday. Make sure to stay tuned to Bears on Tap throughout the week, as we obviously have a full team of uh, writers that put out the articles to make sure that Everything is up to date as far as the news goes. But as always, feel free to join us. We'll be live Sunday afternoon right after the Bears game. Hopefully they find a way to win one. But like I said, don't get your hopes up. It's going to be a very white-knuckle affair. It's going to probably be a one-possession game and a game that maybe the team that makes the less mistakes finds a way to win. But with that being said, do you have any final thoughts before we before we ride out? Protect your investment. If he's not ready to play, you have to tell him he's not playing. I know he's going to try to play. Justin Fields is a warrior. He wants to play every game. We've seen it. You need to protect your investment. He's a Ferrari. He's a Lamborghini. Uh, It's not time for him to be a pickup truck. Don't treat him like your daily beater vehicle. It's not time for him. That thing got a Hemi in it. It might be time for that thing to get a Hemi in it when it's playoff time. This team's ready to compete. Uh, it's not that time right now, so you need to treat it like only you only drive it when it's nice weather. It's like the '67 Chevy. It's like the you know the Ferrari, the 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 Mercy Lago. Like only nice weather, Justin Fields. It's not nice weather right now, and and it's really might not be nice. It's weather. not nice weather, and his shoulders hanging on by a thread. Please don't let this man play on Sunday. Behind this line with the, that defense, yeah. The final thoughts, man. Do not fucking play Fields this weekend. I don't care. It's not worth it a good way to wrap it up with that being said like i said we'll be back to you guys on sunday right after the final whistle again this was bears on tap presented to you by on tap sportsnet i'm your host brandon suarez you can follow me on twitter at beat on 300 and you can follow joey at joey knows nothing don't forget to throw our main account to follow at bears on tap we'll be back to you guys on sunday let's find a way to end this losing streak
and bear down. Bear down.